everyone. Welcome to the Wonder World Podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Pam. And this is the second week of July. July 10th is National Don't Step on a Bee Day. I have to say, for me, every day is National Don't Step on a Bee Day. Oh, yeah. Me too. July 10th is also National Stella Day and Teddy Bear Picnic Day. Aw, that's fun. Especially since last week we learned that July is National Picnic Month. Yeah, and then National State Fair Food Day is celebrated on July 11th. So what's your favorite fair food? I definitely love a good soft pretzel. Oh, yeah, those are fabulous, especially like dipped in mustard. But I think my favorite is the big, massively huge cinnamon rolls. I always get one at our fair and then bring it home and munch on it for the rest of the night. Those are always so good. July 14th is Shark Awareness Day, which is convenient since Shark Week 2023 is from July 11th to July 18th. But now for this week in history. On July 10th in 1890, Wyoming became the 44th state in the USA. On July 11th in 1914, Babe Ruth made his Major League Baseball debut as a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. And on July 12th in 1960, the first Etch-A-Sketch went on sale. George Herman Ruth Jr. grew up in Pigtown, a poor neighborhood in Baltimore, Maryland. Despite his challenging upbringing, George had an incredible talent for baseball. At 19, he signed with the Boston Red Sox and quickly gained fame for his powerful hitting. In 1919, George, now known as Babe Ruth, was traded to the New York Yankees. It was there that he became a legendary figure in baseball history. Babe Ruth's exceptional home run hitting ability revolutionized the game and captivated fans nationwide. He shattered numerous records and led the Yankees to several World Series victories. Beyond his athletic prowess, Babe Ruth had a larger-than-life personality. He was known for his charisma and outgoing nature, making him a beloved figure both on and off the field. His success helped popularize baseball. Even today, his records and legacy inspire future generations of baseball players and fans alike. Babe Ruth's remarkable journey reminds us that with talent, determination, and a love for what you do, you can achieve greatness no matter where you come from. Birthdays this week include Nikola Tesla, an electricity scientist who was born on July 10th in 1856 in Similia, Austrian Empire, which is now known as the country of Croatia. John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States of America, was born in Braintree, Massachusetts on July 11th, 1767. On July 11th, 1899, beloved author E.B. White was born. He wrote Stuart Little, Charlotte's Web, the Trumpet of the Swan, and more. Animator William Hanna, creator of Tom and Jerry, Scooby-Doo, and many more cartoons, was born on July 14th in 1910. Hey, we have cartoon trivia for you this week. Which cartoon series was not created by Hanna-Barbera? Was it A, Woody Woodpecker, B, The Flintstones, C, Yogi Bear, or D, The Jetsons? Make your guess, and we'll be back in a minute with the answer. From ancient civilizations to modern marvels, the world of playtime is filled with draw-dropping surprises that will leave you in awe. Did you know that toys have been captivating humans since ancient times? 
While Etch-A-Sketch is over 60 years old, toys are actually much older than that. In fact, archaeologists have discovered dolls in Siberia dating back to 2500 BC and a ceramic baby rattle in the country of Turkey dating back to 4000 BC. In more recent times, the teddy bear was first made by Ideal Novelty and Company and is named for former President Theodore Teddy Roosevelt. Now, prepare to have your mind blown with these mind-boggling facts. Since 1978, more than 4 billion Legos have been made, and the Lego company is the world's leading tire manufacturer. And last but not least, get ready for a quirky twist. Would you believe that Play-Doh, that squishy, colorful clay, was initially invented to clean soot off wallpaper? It's true. This creative marvel had a surprising start. Oh, that is so interesting. And that's so many Lego tires. I had no idea. Welcome to the captivating world of sharks, where we celebrate Shark Week, a Discovery Channel tradition since 1988. During this annual event, millions of viewers globally immerse themselves in documentaries exploring these fascinating creatures. Today, we unveil enthralling shark facts that will leave you in awe. Have you heard of the basking shark? Picture a creature the size of a fishing boat with a mouth so vast that a child could stand inside though we wouldn't recommend it. The extinct megalodon shark had an even larger mouth than the basking shark. Enormous. Short fin mako sharks reign as the world's fastest, boasting a sleek shape for swift movement. Some even enjoy short fin mako jerky, a unique culinary preference. Contrasting speed, we encounter the Greenland shark, a slow scavenger that feasts on sleeping seals and dead animals in the Arctic Ocean. And have you heard of the common taupe sharks? They migrate towards the poles in summer and return to the equator in winter, swimming through oceans worldwide. Imagine a shark intentionally ramming into you. Bull sharks headbutt their prey to disorient them before devouring their meal. And did you know certain sharks are compared to dogs? Starry, smooth hounds, known as crab killers, feed in packs like canines. The sneaky, spiny dogfish is a nuisance to fishermen, often biting through nets to snatch their catch. And the swell shark, an adorable striped creature, emits a dog-like bark when releasing air. Leaving dog comparisons aside... Great white sharks display acrobatics, leaping several feet out of the water. And not all sharks are scary. Nurse sharks, whale sharks, lemon sharks, leopard sharks, and Port Jackson sharks are among the least aggressive species. That's a lot of shark facts. Yes, it is. And now the answer to our trivia question. Which cartoon series was not created by Hanna-Barbera? Was it A. Woody Woodpecker? B, the Flintstones, C, Yogi Bear, or D, the Jetsons? The answer was A, Woody Woodpecker. Ernest Lawrence Thayer was born in 1863. Casey at the Bat, his most famous work, was published in the 1880s. Casey at the Bat by Ernest Lawrence Thayer. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mudville Nine that day. 
The score stood four to two with but one inning more to play. And then when Cooney died at first and Barrows did the same, a sickly silence fell upon the patrons of the game. A straggling few got up to go in deeper despair. The rest clung to the hope which springs eternal in the human breast. They thought if only Casey could get but a whack at that. We'd put up even money now with Casey at the bat. But Flynn preceded Casey, as did also Jimmy Blake. And the former was a Lulu and the latter was a cake. So upon that stricken multitude grim melancholy sat. For there seemed to be but little chance of Casey's getting to the bat. But Flynn let drive a single to the wonderment of all. And Blake, the much despised, tore the cover off the ball. And when the dust had lifted and men saw what had occurred, there was Jimmy safe at second and Flynn a hugging third. Then from five thousand throats and more there rose a lusty yell. It rumbled through the valley. It rattled in the dell. It knocked upon the mountain and recoiled upon the flat. For Casey, mighty Casey, was advancing to the bat. There was ease in Casey's manner as he stepped into his place. There was pride in Casey's bearing and a smile on Casey's face. And when responding to the cheers, he lightly doffed his hat. No stranger in the crowd could doubt t'was Casey at the bat. Ten thousand eyes were on him as he rubbed his hands with dirt. Five thousand tongues applauded when he wiped them on his shirt. And while the writhing pitcher ground the ball into his hip, defiance gleamed in Casey's eyes. A sneer curled Casey's lip. And now the leather-covered spear came hurtling through the air, and Casey stood a-watching it in haughty grandeur there. Close by the sturdy batsman the ball unheeded sped. That ain't my style, said Casey. Strike one, the umpire said. From the benches black with people there went up a muffled roar, like the beating of the storm waves on a stern and distant shore. Kill him! Kill the umpire! shouted someone on the stand. And it's likely they'd had killed him had not Casey raised his hand. With a smile of Christian charity, great Casey's visage shone. He stilled the rising tumult. He bade the game go on. He signaled to the pitcher and once more the spheroid flew. But Casey still ignored it and the umpire said, Strike two! Fraud, cried the maddened thousands, and Echo answered fraud. But one scornful look from Casey, and the audience was awed. They saw his face grow stern and cold. They saw his muscles strain. And they knew that Casey wouldn't let that ball go by again. The sneer is gone from Casey's lip. His teeth are clenched in hate. He pounds with cruel violence his bat upon the plate. And now the pitcher holds the ball, and now he lets it go. And now the air is shattered by the force of Casey's blow. Oh, somewhere in this favored land, the sun is shining bright. The band is playing somewhere, and somewhere hearts are light. And somewhere men are laughing, and somewhere children shout. But there is no joy in Mudville. Mighty Casey has struck out. Our word of the week is the noun serendipity. Serendipity 
is the unexpected occurrence of finding valuable or agreeable things that are not sought, like the idea of good luck. Serendipity is like a sparkly treasure hiding in the nooks and crannies of our everyday adventures. Stephen Cosgrove, Serendipity, which was a serendipity book series. Hey, Mom. Yes. Which animal is best at hitting a baseball? I don't know. The bat. Oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Okay, (laughs) where does a baseball player go when he needs a new uniform? Where? He goes to New Jersey, of course. (laughs) That's a good one. What's a shark's favorite game? I don't know. Hide and go eat. Oh, my goodness. Well, what do you get when you cross a shark with a snowman? A snow shark? Mm, How about frostbite? (laughs) that one's fun thanks for joining us on the wonder world podcast if you enjoyed the show head on over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review the reviews you leave help us get the word out about the podcast and more families we thank you reviews like the one this mom wrote fun family time i love getting to learn a bit of history science poetry and fun facts with my children It is so good to know that I can trust everything on Wonder World Podcast to be family-friendly. I also love hearing cheesy jokes I can add to my arsenal. Also, don't forget we include resources and image links in the show notes for each episode to help you explore further. Find those at wonderworldpodcast.com. Until we meet again, keep wondering.